This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday. A lot to get to today. Eric Eager was going to join us here. He's going to move us uh, move to 10 a.m. Eastern. So we'll have Eric Eager Pro Football Focus coming up. Sean Zarrillo later on baseball. Right now, though, let's dive into NFL preseason week one. And today's really an interesting day when it comes to having information to bet on these games, if you are going to jump in. So tomorrow night, we get the Giants and the Patriots. And then Friday, basically everyone else is going to play. So today's that like last day of real practice or, you know, for a lot of these teams that are going to play Friday and then tomorrow they'll probably do a walkthrough or very something very little. So today's the day the coaches are asking, all right, what's your plan to start off the first game of the preseason? And we're going to get a lot of information today. So here's what we saw so far, and then we'll get into some numbers, trends, things to know for this first week. So this morning, Doug Peterson said Trevor Lawrence, Jaguar starters, Travis at ETN will play a couple series Friday versus the Browns. So we're going to see Trevor Lawrence on the field for the Jaguars and Travis Etienne um, Friday against the Browns. So that's that's that one. And then as far as the Jets and the Eagles, they play each other Friday night. Both coaches have set a series or two with the starters. Uh, the Jets, Robert Sala said it yesterday. And then this morning, Nick, uh, Nick Sirianni said it. Though I would keep an eye on that. That could be subject to change. The Eagles are down two left tackles right now with concussions. And Jason Kelsey had elbow surgery yesterday. It seems like he could be back for week one. It's like a cleanup thing. But they're down two left tackles and they're starting center. I am skeptical they're going to put Jalen Hurts out there for multiple series behind a suspect offensive line. But we'll see. But that those are the those are the latest we get with three coaches saying about a series or two, Joe, for Friday night. Okay. Uh, that's good. Good stuff there. And that's something he constantly – if you see a line move, usually it's based off something a coach said. And uh, we have some other examples of that as well. Just betting ang- betting angles in general on the preseason. We know about head coach and paying close attention to what they're saying, number of series, all that stuff. And all of that is important. But when we look at these point spreads that are north of a field goal, and of course it starts on Thursday because it's Baltimore and they've got to bump it up. Honestly, I think if they wanted to bump it up more that they could and people would still back the Ravens. But the for me, just from that betting perspective, the idea of laying more than a field goal in games that have totals of, let's see, 31 and a half, 35, there's a three and a half out there. And let's see, 29 and a half Rams Chargers, that number's three and a half. 34 between the Raiders and the Vikings. Just from that gambling angle, I cannot lay more than a field goal. I don't care what the trends are, so I will not be betting on the Ravens. I'll be rooting for you guys if you bet on them. Uh, Good luck. And the streak's probably going to continue. I don't know if they're going to cover it, but it's probably going to continue. But I just I can't lay three and a half points on totals that are like 29 and 30 points. I just can't do it. Well, I mean, here's one for you. So last three years, what, what was the number you were saying? What the, the number you, you're walking away from? Three, three and a half, right? Of, of a total Once we get low, past the field goal, if it's okay. a field goal or more, I'm, I'm not interested in taking the favorite. So in the last three preseasons, favored mm-hmm. by three and a half points, there are 15 games, it's only been a 40% cover rate. Right? We have low totals. See, I, need, I didn't even know that. 
40% yeah. cover rate. I mean, like, yeah, of course, because it's why would these games be be way lopsided? They're all just mostly second and third stringers and ugly football there. Well, so it was a walk away. This point. Ravens money line on Monday, it was minus 230. And now it's back to minus 170. Let me throw an angle on the Ravens one. And I, I don't know. I, I want to know if you guys had put any stock in this. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a Ravens Titans thing that's always been there. Remember Vrabel and Harbaugh on the field a couple of years ago? They like were jawing. Do, do you think the Titans would want to break this streak for them? Like, do you think yes. the Titans care? So okay, I I think the same thing. Like I don't know if most teams care, most coaching staffs care. The Titans and Ravens have always had this weird thing dating back, predating these coaches, but like certainly with these particular coaching staffs, they don't love each other. I would not be surprised if Mike Vrabel, if it's a close game late, it's like, I want to beat him. I want to end their dumb streak in the preseason of all these wins in a row. I, I'm not laying those points with the Ravens either, even with the nope. great run they've had. It, it matters to them. And, and, well, it matters to the Ravens as well. So as long as we're talking about these, uh, these high point spreads for week one of the preseason, if I mentioned there are three, yeah, there are three. No, one, two, three, four. I'm sorry. Four games. It's more than a field goal. The moves make sense, right? Baltimore goes from less than a field goal to more than a field goal. Why? Because everybody's going to bet on John Harbaugh to win preseason game and cover. Uh, winning would be the 21st straight game. The Chargers going to three and a half. Stafford. Okay, you're missing Stafford, maybe a series. We know McVay doesn't take these seriously. He doesn't care about it. It's all about being healthy going into the regular season. So the Chargers bumped up. That makes sense. Uh, The Raiders, three and a half. They were impressive in the Hall of Fame game. I know we should probably throw that away, but they did look really good. I'll probably take the Vikings. Um, But that goes to three and a half. And here's here's one I was just talking about on the score right before the show, uh, for obvious reasons. Why are the Bears three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Chiefs? The Bears. I don't know. So while Andy Reid is a guy, the perception is that he doesn't care about the preseason that much. Okay, that's that's out there. Eberflus went on record six days ago, and he said, Justin Fields is going to play. Starters are going to play a good amount. We don't know the number of series and all that stuff yet. So I think that majority of people are just looking for quotes. Uh, majority of the betters that get down early. And there's, oh, they're going to play starters? I'm backing them. They're taking it seriously. I'm backing that team. I would look at it and say, Bears ones versus Chiefs threes. Who's better? I don't know. I seriously don't know. These Bears ones that are left right now, it's a bad receiving group to begin with, and now they're down a few guys too. Like, we don't even have Byron Pringle out there, Nikhil Harry, who suck, and they're not even out there. So you're getting guys that are worse than them playing, and they're still trying to figure out the offensive line. And need I, I, I was joking about it the other day, but I'm also, but also I think we should take this seriously. Matt Nagy and Andy Reid go way back. Like I, I couldn't in every press conference Matt Nagy ever had, he would reference Andy Reid at some point. Like he bows down to the guy, and Andy Reid went yeah. out of his way to make sure he got a job, for obvious reasons. 
doesn't he want to win this game at Soldier Field in his first game going against a former team that just fired him? I sure he does. I think that might be real. And what does it matter? It's preseason. And I did notice the other day in Chiefs camp that uh, the beat reporters were saying that they were false starts with all these changes on that offense on three consecutive plays. And since Pat Mahomes got there, they've never seen that before. So I wonder if Reed is going to look to give all of these starters more reps than he normally would. I wonder if the, is there any to go to the Eberflus and the Bears angle. Is there any? Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's anything over the years to first time first year head coaches in their first preseason game. Do they want to make an impression? Is there something to that? Because Eberflus and the Bears are favored over the Chiefs. Obviously, he's the first-time mm-hmm. head coach. Brian Dable and the Giants tomorrow night favored over the Patriots. Last week, um, I guess McDaniels wasn't a first-time head coach. He had done it before. But those two are the first ones to pop to my head. They're favored. Uh, I guess O'Connell is an underdog this week, right? Yeah, Vikings yeah, Raiders. plus three and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I, I thought about it as you said it. It's like we don't have a book on Eberflus. We don't have a book on O'Connell. We don't have a book on Dable. We don't really know what they're going to do yet. So with Ibrafus, you could look at it a number of ways. You could look at it coaching under Frank Reich. Is he going to do what Frank Reich did? Frank Reich was three and one, and he's seven and four straight up, seven, three and one against the spread in the preseason. So while they're going through their adjustments usually early in the season, he does seem to take the preseason seriously when you have a winning record and good cover rate like that. Uh, so that narrative's been out there. And I started looking at it and I've realized I disagree with that narrative. Backing the first-year head coach. That has been out there. People have played it a very long time. We're going to set a winning culture. We're going to do that. So they're going to play to win in the preseason. That's the narrative that's out there. I don't think that's accurate anymore. Maybe it was once upon a time, but I'm not sure that it is. Arthur Smith, 0-3. Dan Campbell, 0-3. Sirianni played two preseason games. Last year, I saw that. The site I was looking at said 0-2. Yeah, they, I believe they, so. Um, I mean, maybe Steelers, it's wrong. But. Jets, um, i trying to remember they played. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, Sean I, McVay, I, came up- I think they've only won one preseason game since he became the head coach. Does he was not- the one that but, but changed crazy. everything. He was the yeah. one that really changed the, the way everyone did things. Yeah. But, I mean – Campbell 0-3, Sirianni 0-2, Arthur Smith 0-3, Cliff Kingsbury his first year 1-3. John Harbaugh, who's known as a guy that's awesome in the preseason, his first preseason 1-3. McDermott, last two years, he's been great. Perfect. 7-0 straight up, 7-0 against the spread. First preseason, 1-3. Vrabel, great head coach, coach of the year last year. First preseason, he's 0-4. Like, it feels like in recent seasons, these newer, these younger head coaches don't give a damn about the preseason. And there are many more examples of having poor preseasons in your first year instead of the opposite, which is a narrative that I keep hearing in uh, in sports be- sports betting media. Yeah, so Sirianni was 0-2-1 last year. I forgot about the 31-31 okay. tie against the Jets in the last one that I must have just ah. – it was just left my brain totally. Yeah, 0-2-1. So, yeah, and also maybe they don't know what they're doing their first time. Substitution patterns, right. how to get guys in and out. Figuring Are we things game- out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're probably exactly. overwhelmed too Winning with like trying to get the team ready for the season. 
Exactly. It's probably not high on their priority list. I wanted to ask you guys what you think about this Panthers at Commanders because Carson Wentz, Ron Rivera said, is starting. And then there's a quarterback battle between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Any interest in this one? Well, I am um, interested in seeing how much the, yeah. that quarter – because uh, what was it? Was it Rappaport the other day? Basically said this is Mayfield's job. I, and the, it the sounds like he's outshining it. Darnold, but it, yeah. from what I read, you know, from the beat reporters, it's the it's it's still kind of somewhat close. Like Darnold's looked pretty good, but of course Baker Mayfield's going to have those bigger plays. Yeah, Flash I think the tell I think could there be was how they play angle. them in the play season, preseason. I think there was an angle on this game, but I it might be gone now. This is the highest total of the week. At yeah, 37, 37, and it was 34, and it moved up a while. And this is something that I think is we, we spent a lot of – everybody's talking about the coaching angles in the preseason, how they handle it. I think this is more important, quarterback depth chart. And while none of these quarterbacks are great, you've got four decent ones, right? Mm-hmm. When, when you go to QB2 on a lot of other teams, they're worse than what Carolina has. Yeah. You know, and Washington, Great. they they have two decent quarterbacks. One that and played Sam a lot Howell last year. has reportedly so, looked really good for the Commanders too. Is QB three? Yeah, so I understand why that total jumped, and it's the highest of the week because we're going to see four decent quarterbacks instead of just two. Yeah, the other thing I was looking at, you mentioned totals, Joe. I, I last three years look at the numbers, sixty eight percent. If the total is 30 and a half or lower, it's it's an over on the game. I said it last week with the Hall of Fame game. 30 wow. and a half is just so low for a pro football game. I don't care. 30 and a half or lower, right? So 30 and a half, 30, 29 and a half. We got a couple of those this mm-hmm. weekend. Chargers Rams is 29 and a half I saw this morning. And then what was the mm-hmm. other one that was really low? Was it the uh, Arizona Cincinnati? Yeah. And because of, the, just, because of the Burrow Stafford stuff. Yeah. Yep. But it's still so low. I mean, last week we got nobody's playing, and they went over. It's just – it's so easy to score points today's game that my eyes yeah. gravitate like, really? We're not going to get to 30 points in a football game if they play 60 minutes? I, I mean, it might not happen, but it's 68% last three years over that number. But but it's worth noting that those two specific matchups, those were bet down, I assume, by sharp action. So the, the arizona Cincy game went down a full field goal. To 30 and a half, and then the uh, Rams Chargers game went down three and a half. Was it three and a half? Uh, two and a half yeah. points. Yeah, two and a half points. Yep. So pe- people are betting uh, against that, which is interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, especially when the number was higher, right? Then bet it down, and then here we right. go with the lower number. The other one I was thinking about, like if we're on that angle of Rabel and the Titans. The number on that game is 31 and a half. I wonder if Rabel tries taking the air out of the ball late in the game. Like if they're up, it's a low-scoring game. It's like, you know, whatever, 17-13 in the fourth quarter. Couldn't you see yeah. Vrabel saying, run it, run it, keep them off the field. we got to end this dumb Raven streak. That wouldn't surprise me if we got an under there. A lot to go on the show today. Eric Eager joins us from Pro Football Focus in about 20 minutes. On the other side, we'll go off the board. we got a ton of great stories today. Off the board next, right here on the BetQL Network. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.